0: IoT in the workplace. There is renewed interest around IoT as organizations look to implement return to work policies and processes. But what exactly would IoT bring to the organization in the workplace? How do you ensure that IoT does not violate personal privacy, for example? Now, in this episode of Future IoT, we speak to Justin Cha, Senior Director, Southeast Asia, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Macau at Aruba Networks, for his views on IoT in the workplace of the future. Uh, Justin, welcome to podcast for Future IoT.
1: It's a pleasure and thank you very much, Alan, for having me on this chat. I'm happy to share a bit more about what Aruba does, right? So we provide intelligent age solutions, and the age here is defined as places where people work and play and live. And very much where you see the uh, combination of IoT coming out, or the, sorry, the uh, the, the uh, increasing of uh, use of IoT, and it's always existing on the age. In fact, there is a data point that shows that, you know, 55% of data is not going to be generated at the age. And largely that is generated from IoT devices, providing a lot of telemetry, a lot of information that can be harnessed by businesses for either the improving of efficiency or the and accelerating of experiences for businesses.
0: How do you make a workplace smarter while saving operational costs?
1: That's a fantastic question, Alan. And I think, you know, the dual goals that I talk about, right, you know, efficiency and creating the right experiences, critical. The throwout of new uh, IoT devices coming out, and one of them is manufacturing, for example, right? Giving giving a a very classical uh, workspace, a workplace environment. And in in the case of the manufacturing arena, ability to do uh, what I call conditional monitoring, and predictive maintenance are two critical functions typically when you look at the the, uh, life cycle of a production floor equipment when you do regular maintenance you don't really find problems with it at the start of the life cycle of that equipment what really happens is as the equipment deteriorates and depreciates problems start to appear what if there's a way for uh, smart sensors to understand equipment deterioration only as and when it's needed and you apply the resources accordingly. So therefore you create a lot more efficient approach to that. So that's a, a concept that is prevailing across how IoT can help in workspaces. And now you take that co- same concept and apply that to a smart building, right? The ability to understand the context and the environment that it is in well, that will then allow for that particular organization to really put forth resources only when it's needed. Because of the telemetry and data that comes in and says that okay, this shows that there is going to be an issue, and therefore we should apply a fix to that. Right, that's a typical approach that I would share with uh, with the team. IoT,
0: if I read it correctly, has historically been part of operational technology. It is an edge device, primarily not the responsibility. Take the word not the responsibility of IT. Sure. But uh, these days we've started to see IT's responsibilities, whether the CIO likes it or not, as coming to include OT. What are the challenges faced by IT and the CIO as organizations look to put structure in the use of IoT in the workplace?
1: What you just described is probably the life of every single IT person going forward, right? Which is, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. Operation technology always was remaining a domain of you know, the OT team, like, uh, uh, so to speak. What has changed because once you make it addressable, right? An IP addressable uh, factor to it, right? Which means that it then becomes most into it mostly and starts to shift the domain of IT. The problem is then becomes uh, one of you create two separate uh, networks and paradigms or frameworks to manage that. You can't to a large extent because the fact that once it's addressable, Right, we need to the expertise of the IT team to participate in that workflow, right? To make sure that things are secure, things are part of that. Now, the issue is the handover, right? And therefore, is a need for any IT systems, networks in particular, to really not create two bifurcated uh, networks. One that allows for a network that is intelligent enough, secure enough, so that we can uh, bring in IoT networks as part of a typical, you know, day-to-day functioning of IT uh, system. Right, so that's critical what we typically look at because if you look at uh, iot one of the greatest issues or concerns brought up by a lot of people is the attack surface area because if iot typically was never designed for security in mind as as far, right it's always de- designed in the sense that it was to look collect data and sometimes what that means is that the onus on making sure that the devices are secure are on the IT side of the network layer. And here's where Aruba does a lot of work, right? We look at what we call a zero trust network, a network that goes beyond the traditional mindset of a security parameter, where, you know, you create a mode defense and then everything outside is bad. Everything inside is good. You really can't do that anymore, right? With the proliferation of IoT devices coming up and mobile devices and mobile IoT devices, uh, adding to that mix, right? Making it a lot more complicated. There's a need to really create a contextual framework that do not trust anything first number one everything's great everything's bad and then once we understand the context of it its purpose Right, not just the makeup of it, right, but actual purpose of it, then assign a dynamic policy to it and segmentize the network accordingly so that it doesn't do anything else it's not supposed to do. I'll give a very simple example for that. You look at IP cameras, right, surveillance cameras, which is a, a very basic IoT device, right? It's, you know, it's addressable, it does a function, right, which is to record daily going in, ins and outs of that particular area that is viewed. As you add more cameras, typically a, a network manager has to put forth a rule manual rule right and you know and you have more devices come in sometimes you know the rules gets very complicated so one of the things we do we automate that by zero trust policy that we talk about is by understanding the context of the camera and the camera can only talk to a video receiver nobody else cannot be talking to the finance servers or the engineering service. So the ability to automate that policy and deploy it accordingly is a function that IT comes in to help uh, optimize the the other without sacrificing security.
0: Since there is always cost involved, and as you say, security becomes an issue for IT. For the business leaders in an organization, well, let's add everybody in the C-suites. What would be the top three questions leadership need to ask before deciding, okay, we're going to install IoT in the workplace and we're going to throw everything to the IT guide to take care and manage and make sure everything's secure. What would be those top three questions?
1: Yeah, that's an important uh, perspective for the C-suite to understand. So when you look at, you know, putting IoT, obviously there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of productivity benefits by, you know, I talk about efficiency and creating better experiences. What one needs to do in a, is a called a risk assessment. How do you have the right framework and paradigm to deal with the risk assessment better? And that means a couple of things. You know, it's the complications and the load we have on the IT teams, number one. Number two is the concern around uh, security. How does IoT devices come in? Because you've heard many uh, unfortunate headline grabbing Exposes that come about from wrongly provisioned or you know ill-intended uh, IoT device that was uh, compromised. The third portion is that IoT is supposed to bring about a lot of new changes on productivity, but it also should be able to be incorporated in a improved workflow for the IT teams as well. So the concern around or the, the ability to automate some of the more meal tasks is a critical function as well that's used about the C suite to understand. So that it frees up. The uh, IT team, who has to administer the IoT devices in the in the workspace in the workplace, to really focus on the outcomes rather than the menial day-to-day grunt work.
0: So you started to see organizations start to implement return to work. All of these yes. issues, but there have been issues raised around privacy. If IT starts tracking me all the way to the toilet, to the pantry, wherever I go, does that invade my privacy? And how should an organization put policies in place or processes in place that would respect the privacy of organization but at the same time provide protection and safety uh, of the entire organization?
1: Now that's an extremely important question, one that's very relevant for today's times, right? You know, allow me to be indulging a bit on the journey that uh, many companies are going through now, right? So when the pandemic hit, right, the first thing was a it's a business continuity question, right? Ability to have work from home put in place, right? And often what has happened is that, uh, you know, our networks were never designed for a large scale 90%, 90% 99% of the workforce working remotely. So the first problem that everyone had to face was a rush to get connected. Now, typically that meant that some compromises were made, right? They went back with, uh, you know, they worked off uh, consumer grade networking, which doesn't have the similar experiences nor security profile. So the first thing that we've seen, uh, and it's something that you know, we have worked very closely, so make sure that uh, the business continuity portion is enhanced by Aruba through you know similar connectivity devices that basically replicates the office environment in the home, right? Which is basically extension of the office network into the home through a remote access point that really acts as if it is as like you know similar SSID as you would be in the office. Uh, seamlessly configure through zero trust provisioning that ease off the workload of the IT teams. So that was the first part. The second part, as we move towards uh, reconstitution of workspaces, it probably won't be hundred percent, right? Today, what we're seeing is uh, something to the extent of twenty-five to to the max of maybe fifty percent reconstitution of workspaces. The biggest concern is two things, and you already addressed one, the first one, which is privacy and intrusion of uh, personal lives and you know, where one person is, right? The second one is really the confidence how do you generate confidence for workers to come back into the offices to make sure that they know that the organization they're going to be, the premises they're going to go into, has been, there is steps taken to make sure that their safety is in place. So now, these two are uh, somewhat, you know, interesting dichotomy. Making sure measures are in place, and also the priv- privacy of, of the persons are also entrusted or, or secure. So what we did was this, you know, we understood this, and, and frankly, what uh, what Aruba was doing previously, really enhanced our capability to address both. The first one was this, right? You know, our equipment had smart telemetry devices, so Our Wi-Fi, for example, AP. A Wi-Fi AP is not just an AP for Wi-Fi. It includes things like Zigbee, Bluetooth, and all these different wireless technology that can incorporate with IOT devices. And we use that smart collaborative coming off from things like asset tags that uh, allow for an employee to be carried into the office off, you know, hanging off the uh, employee ID badge that allows to provide very precision data to do two things. One is that it provides safety sensing capability. Secondly, it enhances behavioral goals. So that amount of data, location awareness that comes from our systems help customers ensure confidence for their staff to come back to the office and allows teams like facilities teams to know where are the hotspots so that they can provide more stringent cleaning. Also HR, Right, if there's a need for contact tracing, when unfortunately a case of infection happened, that way that doesn't you know, remove the overhead of manual work of triangulating who the user is. So we use location awareness for that because one exposes one's location. What Aruba has done is to anonymize a lot of the information so that the consumption of that information is restricted to the right people, the HR team, for example, but done in such a way that it's graphically rich so that the HR teams can access the information in a very fast way without exposing, uh, you know, other data besides location information, right? So these are the key elements that, that one has to, you know, the CXO suite has to balance as they reconstitute workspaces to make sure that it's safe, secure, and, you know, provide the confidence for workers to come back, but at the same time, knowing that provide the security by providing an IT system, a location aware, a network system that can anonymize, but Accurately provide information because what you do not want to do is wrongly, right, associate location of a person to a as a contact tracing because the proximity, the non non understanding of the the geographical coverage of that office, and that therefore it makes that person you know be part of this uh, quarantine uh, schema.
0: One of the things that we prepared for ourselves is uh, in terms of the essential tools that organizations need to have. You mentioned a lot of things that uh, need to take place and a lot of considerations. In terms of the actual tools that they need to integrate IoT into the existing area of responsibility, if you like to call it that way, for IT, what would those things be? Just pick one or two of them. What should I really need as I start to introduce this, uh, the Integrate IoT into the IT organization?
1: I will take it from the perspective of networking. I mean, there's very different facets that one has to look at, but I'll take it from the perspective of networking, given that that's what uh, we're coming from, right? So for us, we see the toolkit that we want to provide IT teams is a very scalable system that addresses three things. Firstly, centralized console for unified infrastructure, regardless whether it's Wi-Fi, switching, or a WAN, whatever network, a a console that does that. So here, what we have focused on for Aruba is using cloud-based console, we call it Central. The reason for cloud-based is that it allows for that kind of agility that comes about when one is addressing ad moves and changes, and especially in today's times, very relevant, because uh, you know populations of uh, the workspace have been you know moving around. and that allows for us to adapt to that. The second one is a policy driven 3 profile that incorporates not just people, but IoT devices that we can firstly understand what they are. so device visibility and not just that, but also user visibility and the context that they carry and have that adapted to the network by providing automated segmentation and policy. The third one is actually leveraging the amount of telemetry that comes up from network devices and IoT devices to a central data lake that today, what we have as well in Aruba, right? We have this central console. that's actually a a massive data lake that allows us to correlate a lot of data and volume of data that allows to provide, provide machine learning capability and AI capability to help automate a lot of tasks for the IT teams. Uh, including what we just talked about in terms of location awareness for for offices for handling of uh, uh, reconstitution offices. Uh, What other
0: innovations can we expect organizations embrace as we start to see this so-called hybrid workplace or some people call it future workplace?
1: Aruba is betting a lot on uh, utilizing AI. AI is gonna be uh, fundamental to automate to help IT teams go beyond that, that cycle of seventy you know, percent of the time spent on very menial tasks, very you know manually intensive tasks, to one that is more important, which is today only to thirty percent of you spent is you know, innovation. Innovating on using like utilizing the uh, the latest and greatest best of breed solutions so that they can help organizations you know readjust to these times. Whether it's in the case of like I just shared you now building a more uh, secure and more location aware uh, workspaces that provide confidence and you know security for, for police coming back to one that is able to spend across multiple locations because the new hybrid workspace is seamless you know home to office and back again and you know some, you know and the ability to carry that that security the ease of use across to all parts of it and to have enterprise-grade experiences and security is important. So that that ability provides that and AI is critical for that because it helps us, helps the IT teams to predict issues before it happens. It helps IT teams to resolve issues, you know, without having a, uh, to send people down to, uh, you know, to homes, right? You know, previously you could send someone to an office, you know, a branch office, but when you know, let's say, you know, 50% of your population are still in homes, that becomes a lot more ideas at task mm. yeah. The other last thing I, I, I have to say is this, right? Aruba does not have the monopoly of innovation. So one of the premises that we do is that we we, op- we have a very open ecosystem, right? We allow for uh, many API to allow for other companies to integrate with our systems so that they can leverage on the platform that we have built. So we have something called a developer hub where they, they get access to SDKs, they get access to documentation. You know, they, you know, you know, everything is Ansible friendly. They can access that and make sure that we can leverage the innovation we will put forth in the market.
0: As we start to introduce more innovation into an operation, is that a real issue that IT needs to be concerned with? Or in this particular case, because the amount of data we're transmitting is so small, it doesn't really impact the way the, the system operates.
1: You know, Alan, you just described a paradise shift that's happening uh, in the market. And this concept of edge computing, because, you know, the first data point I shared uh, at the start of this uh, uh, conversation was around the fact that, uh, you know, more and more data is being generated outside the data center. And that meant that, you know, uh, this data uh, is in the edge, you know, it could be, for example, a, a sensor that understand of the, there's monitoring a valve, right? And the pressure readings are coming in from the valve and, you know, the, the, the IoT sensors are data has been generated there. Now if you backhaul all the data at the data center, a couple of things uh, is a problem. One is that you now the latency that is due to the fact that you need to backhaul is number one right you have to be concerned about that because you know if you are a sensor that readings pressure reading of a wall right and we need almost an instantaneous response so that you know as you know if, if, the, if the pressure spikes up you want to be able to respond to that if you back and the latency coming back for that you know and the and volume of data that comes through it you know actually you just need to have that portion that has that you know off the baseline kind of reading then you know it becomes a problem so you're right so it's something of concern for iot teams right and it's necessary for teams to appreciate the need for edge compute that processes the data at where it it is uh, created and you know pass off data that is uh, unimportant away but only important data to the data center for example making sure that the network devices can we appreciate that and provide the quality of service and service level agreement to ensure that is taken care of. That's important. So that's something that's highly critical to make it to happen.
0: Justin, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future IoT.
1: Thank you very much, Alan. It's been my pleasure having that discussion with you.
0: That was Justin Cha, Senior Director, Southeast Asia, Taiwan, Hong Kong and Macau for Aruba Networks on the topic of IoT in the workplace of the future. You are listening in to Podchats for Future IoT. If you found this topic interesting, we invite you to submit IoT-related topics and issues relevant to you. Simply email us at editors at society.com. See you on the next episode of Budgets for Future IoT.